And in order to be able to make your business look like a Hot Wheels track, which is way more fun, it has to have more robust systems. So we get to go, hey, you want to do this? You could do this, you could do this. And they're like, what? I can do that? Yeah, absolutely. And then off we go. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we get to speak with Michelle Nadelic. She has over 20 years of experience in executive coaching, working with clients ranging from eight figures to solopreneurs. Michelle runs the creative side of her Infusionsoft done-for-you marketing tech services company, helping entrepreneurs set up and maintain their Infusionsoft through her company, Awareness Strategies. Let's jump in to this episode as we discover how Michelle went from her executive coaching to providing service in a very niche market. Michelle, thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell us a little about yourself. Let's talk through where you came, where you got started. Awesome. So I am the creative director of our company called Awareness Strategies. We are an Infusionsoft done-for-you tech company. And uh, the reason we got into that was back in 2003, I decided to uh, go into public speaking. And that was my forte. Fortunately for me, my partner in business was in IT as a background. Basically, he's a software architect, plus a bit. <laughs> I'm not really sure what exactly he was doing. It was somewhere between a CIO and a and software architect. And uh, I was in the fortunate position that every time I wanted tech done for me, I got him to do it. And back in about 2015 or so, somewhere in there, we wanted to go online. People wanted online courses. They wanted to be able to access courses digitally. And we were trying to figure out how to sell the courses. And we realized that personal development courses just don't sell online. There, it's... <laughs> They don't, people don't want them. They don't sell. Mm. They don't, they're not looking for them, any of that fun stuff. So we knew we had to pivot somehow. And about that time, my partner said, like, I I just don't want to be doing the corporate gig for three years at a time anymore. And then having to go and look. And I said, well, clearly, um, because we were in a mastermind with about 20 other 
speakers at that time, mm-hmm. uh, all trying to get online. And I said, clearly, people need help in the whole tech department. This is not something that's intuitive. This <laughs> not no easy way. to figure out. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, no business owner in the right mind should be doing any of this stuff. So why don't we um, pivot into that arena? Because I could have done, you know, how to speak from stage. I could have done a whole lot of other things. And we decided to go that route. And um, we've been doing it ever since. And it's been a ton of fun. Man, that's that's amazing. So you started with Infusion Shots. Soft. Sorry. <laughs> Can't even say it. <laughs> Can't even say words. I'm like, oh. And that's where most people start. You, you're doing what? <laughs> Infusion Soft. And I think recently they rebranded themselves and called themselves Keep. Keep. Yeah. So they did, and they've kept the, the old Infusion Soft, and they call it um, Max Keep Classic. So it has all the functionality that businesses that we're working with need. And to us, one of the things that they've done in order to keep competitive amongst all of the software that they basically created their own competitors, uh, people were making it easier and faster for people to do it themselves, which to me is a deviant from business. Like business owners Mm -hmm. should not be doing their own tech for starters. So I see a problem there. Second of all, in order to be competitive, they took away some of the features that they figured startups didn't need. And we disagreed wholeheartedly that all business owners, especially if they're speakers, need to have the affiliate marketing, they need to have the shopping cart, they need to have e-commerce, they need to have all of these abilities to be able to bring in money and have other people supporting them and things like that. So we've stuck to it. And most of our clients know what Infusionsoft is, so it's not a shocker. And yeah, so we're, we're bilingual. We can say it other way. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you that haven't heard of Infusionsoft, it's a one-stop shop for email marketing, for managing your clients, for CRM. There's There's a whole lot in there, and I totally agree with you entrepreneurs should not be doing that running their own tech because hey you have an expertise in one specific area stick to that and bring in a team that can help you with the other areas that you're probably going to be spending way too much time that you want to in figuring that out right well and you have to see this with your clients i mean if they're trying to figure out their their av stuff it's mm-hmm. like you you can yes you can but really it's one, it's super hard to do when you're in front of the camera to also be behind the camera, which right off the bat is like, um, okay, don't do that. <laughs> Second of all, you know, it takes you way longer to find that button when meanwhile, you don't even have to look at your keyboard and you're, you know exactly what's going on and what cameras are going where. And exactly. they're much better off when they're just relaxed in front of the camera and doing yeah. their thing. Love that. You're, you're absolutely right. And the more people that, that are involved in your business, guess what? the more profitable you're going to be, the more energy is going to be create and, and attract. And it's just, it's just beautiful when there's more people involved, there's just automatically a lot more. Synergy. Yes. A lot more synergies involved. You, you <laughs> well, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much more fun to create when you have a team of people working with you. And especially mm-hmm. when you have experts that know what they're doing. They know what looks good. They know how it goes. 
one of the biggest issues that most entrepreneurs have, and even if they're seven, eight figure entrepreneurs, they're constantly wanting to get stuff off their plate Mm -hmm. and going, okay, how do I train somebody to do this? Which is kind of a backwards approach to it, where when you surround yourself with experts, they're going, okay, I'm going to need this from you. I'm going to need that from you. So they're not you're not getting, you're not pushing stuff off your plate. They're pulling it off your plate. And exactly. oftentimes they're pulling more off your plate than you know about. And they're going, oh, and that other stuff that you wanted done, get rid of that. It shouldn't be done at all. It's a waste of time and effort. And, and that can save a huge amount of money to a business owner realizing what makes them money. What is the fastest path to cash? What is the easiest way to get a hold of my ideal client in a way that they want me to get a hold of them? And oftentimes we're so busy doing silly things that we don't realize that we're putting things in the way of our ideal clients, getting more of our time and attention and giving us money. Yeah, that is so well thought out. I I think you've been doing this for some time. (laughs) Once or twice. (laughs) Once or twice, right? So you told us the, the origin story of how you got started with awareness strategies, as well as what's keeping you motivated to come back and assist and create these solutions for the clients that you have? Oh, I, nothing gets me more jazzed than talking strategy with anybody. (laughs) So it doesn't matter if somebody goes, hey, I've had this idea. I think we could make, you know, flip-flops out of grass. Hey, that's an awesome idea. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) And I'll get into the, who's it for? What what are we doing? Mm -hmm. You know, is it really going to work out? And just thinking of the big picture, because oftentimes entrepreneurs get into kind of the problem or the, this, this area that they see and they're like a dog with a bone going, Hey, I got to get the bone, got to get the bone. Meanwhile, they're missing out on (laughs) the food factory that's all around them. So I absolutely love it and adore getting into that conversation. And one of the biggest kind of pivots I made during COVID was to do a lot more podcasts so that I could go and meet a lot more people internationally mm-hmm. and have more of those business conversations because people just don't know what they don't know. Obviously, I don't know what I don't know. And by being able to have conversations with people like you, I have these amazing insights and go, oh my God, that's awesome. Yes, we got to go and do that. And, and off to, we go to the races. <laughs> No, you're 100% right. The more people we talk to, the more people we're exposing ourselves to, the better we also get, right? We we now know more people that I can connect you to. So, for example, if I if somebody's looking for this specific solution, I'm like, hey, talk to Michelle. She's got she's got it covered for you. You don't ever have to worry about that again. And voila, it's mm-hmm. it's so much rewarding as well because you're solving problems you're creating solutions and you're just making people's lives easier so they can focus and stay in their zone of genius Um, yeah especially when they realize what they can do because so many times they're confined to what they see being done around them and they don't realize what can be done and i think that's too a lot of issues when it comes to infusionsoft versus some of the other software platforms that are out there People look at them and go, oh, okay, I need an email platform. Okay, mm-hmm. done. Okay, great. And then they are stuck in the confinement of, oh, it doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. So they're kind of, it's like you're playing bowling and you keep putting bigger and bigger bumpers <laughs> on the top of the gutter like, so that you're you not straight. failing, falling. It's like, you can do this one thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, yes. And I'd really like to, you know, 
be able to have this a lot more fun and make it look less and less like a straight line and more and more like a Hot Wheels track. And in order to be able to make your business look like a Hot Wheels track, which is way more fun, mm -hmm. it has to have more robust system. So we get to go, hey, you want to do this? You could do this. You could do this. And they're like, what? I can do that? Yeah, absolutely. And then off we yeah. go. So I love that. Totally love that. Keeping motivated, keeping the the cycle moving and helping. How did your speaker journey go moving <laughs> forward from there, right? So you started, you said, hey, I wanted, I wanted to be a speaker. How, how has that evolved over time? Well, I wish I knew then what I know now. <laughs> that way <laughs> if only there was a way mm -hmm. and one of the reasons i particularly love podcasts is because so many podcasters are so generous with their time and their information you can follow things like this and get a ton of information about you know just how to change that learning curve because once upon a time when i did i was just happy to get an audience and happy to get them some information and happy to have a transformation for them and that was pretty much the end of it now we're helping people have million dollar weekends. So they're selling seven figures in one weekend mm -hmm. and they can do this, you know, four times a year or whatever they want. So it becomes a, it's like the four minute mile, right? Nobody thought it could be done until it was done. And then once it was done, everybody's doing it. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not doing it. Let's get that straight. I'm not doing four minute miles. <laughs> hey, me neither. <laughs> but what we are doing is mm -hmm. million dollar weekends for people. And, and it's just being able to, even when you're starting, is starting with the right, not even the right tech pack, but the right strategy in place to say, hey, my goal is to have a million dollar weekend. What do I have mm -hmm. to put in place in order to be able to get there? And then you structure your business completely differently mm -hmm. than I did going, hey, I just want to help a bunch of people get where they want to go. The objective in the end is the same. It's just yeah. by saying it my way, I only had you know, 20, 80 people in a room. Whereas when you're focused on having that million dollar room, you're, you're getting a whole lot more people having a lot more transformations, a lot faster. And you're actually helping more people do more in a shorter period of time. 100%. And that's why Henry Ford, right? He's like, I don't know everything, but I know a hundred people who can get you the answer for that thing. Right? So that, mm -hmm. that was one intelligent man and having people around us also multiplies the amount of hours we can then spend. For example, people say we all have 24 hours, but if you have 100 people working for you, working with you, guess what? You have 240 hours now, mm -hmm. right? I think I got the math right. <laughs> I don't know what the math is, but I do know that 20 minutes spent wanting to find cat videos on <laughs> social media could yeah. be spent making phone calls going, Hey, how do I do this? Hey, how do I get that straight? How do I, Hey, can you do this for me? Mm -hmm. uh, that 20 minutes becomes that much more valuable. And you know, if in the end you want to spend your time <laughs> watching cat videos, you then get to, as opposed to using it to avoid <laughs> the things that you don't want to do. That's right. And funny thing about cat videos, that's my number one performing video on my Instagram reel. <laughs> because funny. it's funny, it's seven it's, seconds it's long. <laughs> you get to see a cat flinch and fall down off of a shelf. It's you know, it's pretty hilarious. The cat is safe, I'm sure. Because seven seconds later it's still over there. Because <laughs> they're cats. <laughs> I have actually thought about 
um, getting my dog his own Instagram account mm-hmm. um, because some of the stuff he does is absolutely hilarious. And then I go, oh, this is such a waste of time. <laughs> no, you're she not. That. I'm pretty sure five podcasts is enough of a waste of time. I don't need a, yeah, I think a so. dog <laughs> account too. Wow. So Michelle, <laughs> share with the audience three hacks to take away so that they can implement in their business, in their um, entrepreneurship, in their life so they can be more efficient. They could implement some of the strategies that you share with your clients. Nice. Well, the first one is if there's an area where you're stuck, interview somebody that knows. So even if you're doing is calling them and going, hey, I have this issue. Do you guys do discovery calls? Do you do coaching calls? Do you do whatever? And talk to somebody about that because oftentimes you will find the golden nuggets that you need that they may just give you and go, here, go and do it, run away and, you know, let me know when it works out and come back to me. And that's totally cool. I have a ton of people that will set up discovery calls with me and go, we both have to understand this. You are not in a position to be my client yet. Here's what you need to do first. Go do this, that, and the other thing. And if they do it and they come back and they're like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Then, you know, we're both stoked and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. If they go and build it and they forget about me completely and they go, hey, you were the one that gave me that idea, right? I'm still stoked. (laughs) I I don't mind at all. I'm totally cool with that. And I think that's one of the biggest things in order to be able to find out the things that we don't know is I'm stuck here. I don't know why. What do you got for me? And they may refer you to somebody else, and that's totally cool, mm-hmm. too. At least you're on the right track. Yeah. Second thing is find people who can pull things off your plate, not push things onto. VAs are fantastic, amazing, wonderful human oh beings, God, human. but they are not built <laughs> to do everything for you. Nope. And uh, which leads to tip number three, do not find a mini-me because you don't really want a mini-me. A mini-me mm-hmm. is somebody that is really good at all the things that you're good at, which means that they're not in a position to necessarily take things off your plate. And they're probably going to leave and go start their own company right away because yeah. that's what you would do. <laughs> you don't like working for other people. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking for a tiger, you're probably going to find a tiger. <laughs> it's not going to be shocking. Whereas yeah. if you find people that can serve and support you, then they're happy to do so. I love it. So number one, Go interview people if you have a question about something and how to figure out how to do something. Don't look for minimis and look for to move things off of your plate. Look for people that can pull things off your plate, not people pull. that take things off your plate. Pull things off your plate, not take. So you're not pushing them away going, hey, I got this stuff and it's just too much like work for me. Can you do this? I need to train you how to do it. And it's like, hey, I got this whole video thing that I need done. Do you know how to do video? Great. And, like, and then sure, you're asking it. me, I need this, I need that. What do you have? What do you have for lighting? What do you have for cameras? What do you have for sound? And I just give you all my stuff I got. And mm-hmm. then you go, okay, now I'm going to need this. And I go, okay, so where do we get that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Makes sense. Sweet. Well, I am stoked because I am a little bit smarter, a lot bit smarter than I was <laughs> before the beginning of this call, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta still wake up and you know feel less exhausted. <laughs> you know, a little less from baby this brain. Little baby yeah. Yeah. <laughs> baby oh brain God. is a real thing. I will. Yes, it is. And, and I've been going through that. And my wife's like, "Are you sure you're gonna do four episodes today?" I'm like, "It's on the calendar." 
One will be horizontal, but other than that, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. So, Michelle, well, this has girl. been so much fun. If there's anything else you can share with the audience before we go into the sixth question that I'd like to ask, please. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll probably reiterate this at the end, but really want people, especially entrepreneurs, to know that being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing you will ever do. It is the hardest, bravest thing you will ever do. Firemen go into fires because they know how to go into a fire. They know mm. what to expect. They have an understanding of it. They're not, it's not a bravery thing so much as it is a, this is what I want to do with my life. And I know I, I'm good at it and I know I'm going to get something out of it. Entrepreneurs do that every day with zero training. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea what's in that house. I have no idea how this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who's going to jump out at me. And it's, um, it is a crazy calling, but it's a fantastic calling. And I personally believe that it's through entrepreneurship that we, um, we unfold the aspects of who we are and what we're capable of doing in a way that we never would have been able to do any other way. So feel the fear and do it anyways, and don't fear the fear. Um, that is the thing that you want to face so that you can get to the golden nuggets and the, and the candy at the end, so to speak. I love it. I love it. So let's jump into the sixth question. I like to ask my guests, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Uh, saxophone. <laughs> I used to be able to play the saxophone in, in, uh, in junior high school and high school. Mm -hmm. And we got to the point where we had to buy our instrument. And my mom went, yeah, that's not going to happen. And she went, are you sure? She's really good. Like, she's really good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe even symphony good. Oh, wow. And mom's like, mm, yeah. And I went, okay. <laughs> How about volleyball? <laughs> How about volleyball? It's much cheaper. Can right? we just I get a runners. ball? And then what did you want to be when you were a child? This is kind of funny. So my friend growing up and I would both teach each other things. She wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want to be a teacher. I just want to tell you how to do things because you're doing them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I become an, became an adult educator. Who knew <laughs> there is actually that job? <laughs> That's There's a job for that, right? We don't want to teach little children who don't know anything. How about we teach people who know a, just a little less? <laughs> right? How about business owners? It's like, hey, you, you up there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You started down this path. You didn't realize what you were getting into. Let me tell you how to solve this one problem. Exactly. I like hmm. it. I like it. What is your favorite movie or TV show? If none, how about a book? Well, my favorite movie was Mask with Cher. Mm -hmm. uh, way back in I think it was 70s or 80s, I'm not sure when that was. Um, she was amazing in that movie. It was, I cried, I laughed, I mm -hmm. was inspired. It took me through the entire emotional gamut, and I think I was like 11 or 12 or something. Was like, <laughs> I want to be Cher when I grow up. still want to be Cher. Cher is awesome. And my favorite book was The Book of Pi, because I think The Book of Pi was a metaphor mm -hmm. for life. Um, and one of the fascinating things about that book was he finds himself in the ocean with nothing to eat but fish, and he's a vegetarian. And I'm like, <laughs> most people never think of that when they think of the book. And yeah. I'm like, you know, 
it, it's it's a huge conundrum. Like, <laughs> do you do you go against all your beliefs and eat the fifth, mm-hmm. or do you starve and hope that you make it through it? Or, and I think that's it's a very good uh, metaphor for business. If yeah. you look at it as a business metaphor as well as a life metaphor. Wow, I'm gonna have to dig dig that one a little bit, yeah. bit my, deeper. My sister went, you got what out of it? It's not what you're supposed to get out of it. I'm like, it's a book. I get to get whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. I get to make my own path. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Ooh. What movie would I choose? I don't know. There's some Mission Impossible ones that were super fun. All of the James Bonds one. But I don't want to be the Bond girl. I want to be Bond. <laughs> you want to be Bond. Exactly. I want to be Bond. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I think in uh, the last James on James Bond movie, I don't know if you remember it. I don't know if you watched it, but it was a lady Bond, and then he steps in. I'm like, oh, you're still alive. I guess you're the 007 now. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, take I take you, John. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> All right, next question: Who is your favorite superhero? See, that's another tough one because most superheroes mm. are guys, and most of the villains are women. So, the weird <laughs> part of me was I always loved Cruella Deville. I loved her mm. car <laughs> particularly, she had a nice and I love puppies. And she was surrounded with puppies. I wouldn't have made coats out of them, but I still would have <laughs> been her. And and Harley Quinn, I think mm-hmm. she's hilarious and awesome. And uh, we have kindred spirits, but I would have got rid of the Joker long before she did. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we also have Captain Marvel. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've heard of Captain Marvel or or Wonder Woman. Some pretty amazing super. Wonder Woman's pretty awesome. I did see the documentary on it, the movie, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking she's more awesome now. So yeah. Okay. Perfect. We got we got one in we got one in there. <laughs> got in the bag. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Awesome. If I was a board game, what would I be? Well, there's we I used to love Monopoly. And when my son was young, he mm-hmm. used to phone <laughs> my sister and I from work and go, It's an emergency, Mom, I need to play Monopoly and we'd cancel our appointments and go home and play Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Laura Langemeyer came up with an, another game that's kind of a version like that, getting out of the rat race and going into the mm-hmm. investment side of things. I'm like, we could take that one, but take it up a notch. I like yeah. that. All right. Yeah, so it's the Monopoly. Monopoly um, is the board game. Hierarchy. Would be. Yeah. I love it. All right. So where can the superpreneurs listening to this podcast find you? Awesome. Well, if you have a website, I would love to give you a free website audit. You can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash website dash audit, and you'll get a 30 to 40 page report on all the things you're you're going to get. Red lights, yellow lights, and green lights. Green lights are all the things you're doing awesome and you're getting traffic to your site. Yellow lights, you're slowing down traffic and Google's going, mm, that's not working for us. Mm-hmm. And red lights are things that Google's going, nope, stop all traffic you're not getting any so make sure that you get rid of those um and if you have any questions you're more than welcome to set up an appointment and meet with me and happy to talk through all of that fun stuff with you and if you know how to spell my name you can find me anywhere (laughs) (laughs) perfect michelle we'll be sure to include the links to your socials as well as the gift you're sharing with our audience on the podcast show notes 
Thank you so much for your time. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.